ArchD 107.9, Life FM, James here with you. I've got some great guests in the studio here today, some wonderful co-hosts. Tom Basso from Ross Trevor College, hello. Uh, hello, hello, James, how are you? Fantastic, man. Good to have you back on. Been Be a little here. while. You were here for while. the uh, Australian Catholic Youth Festival post-festival event, yes. or as it was known later, the AACYF. <laughs> Never, ever got a good name. <laughs> I like the AACYF, though, the After Australian Catholic Youth Festival. A bit of a mouthful, but yeah, yeah. it's probably the best we got. It's yeah. probably the best we got. And um, Holly Roberts. Hello. How you going, man? I'm good, how are you? Doing very well Did indeed. Did I just burst your eardrums? I, no. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> they will recover in time. That's oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are here. I'm surprised you're actually still awake, and we're actually going to go into that in, in just a moment. You've just gotten off a plane from somewhere else in the world. Literally just gotten off of. Just kidding. It was Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah. See, so I've had a few that, days. So you're, you're not like literally falling asleep every second then? Uh, yeah, still a little bit. I wake up at... <laughs> five o'clock this morning so yeah 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 okay. but you get that we've got lots on we're going to be chatting um all about this experience that you've had overseas it's been a pretty major uh we're going to be chatting to sam taylor from the catholic schools music festival that's coming up very very shortly as well and holly you've been a part of that in previous years as well, yes i you? have holly roberts aka <laughs> rolly hobbits rolly hobbits holster people don't know what rolly hobbits is if they haven't listened to that one that one time. It, well it's just a mistake <laughs> that was made and it yep. is your now your hobbit name my hobbit name <laughs> that's yes. your middle earth name yep you have come to us rolly hobbits <laughs> yes from poland yes after attending world youth day i did so rolly um, <laughs> yes, Mott. Oh, Mott. Oh, okay. Mott. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go with that. Oh, that's that's a, right. Yeah, that's fine. So what was it that you were hoping to get out of the event, first of all? And uh, was it something that you wanted to do for a while? Well, I've always been really interested in World Youth Day. When I was in junior high school, I don't know what you call it, middle school middle kind school. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah. remember seeing a group of Cardine students go to Madrid. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait till I'm in the older year level so I can go and then... Um, Cardine didn't go to Rio so I didn't get that chance and um, I was really like I heard about it was in Poland and I was like oh it would be so great to go to because my family's from Poland but um, yeah yeah, but I was I didn't think I could afford it and stuff and then um, someone approached me and was like would you like to go and then my parish fundraised and we had some personal donations and it all made it happen so that was really exciting because it was sort of like really quickly a big dream that I've always had came true like one thing that I was really hoping to get out of it was a lot of like sort of faith moments and moments where like I had at ACYF you're just seeing lots of young people around and sort of noticing like you're not alone in your faith you know there's so many people here that are exactly like you that are like on fire for like God and stuff so yeah. Um, so you went with an Adelaide pilgrimage group. How big was the group and did you know them before you left? Um, there was about 33 people, I think, in the end in our group. And I didn't know a lot of people at all. I only knew um, my friend Grace and Sarah Moffat, who was the former Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults coordinator. That's it. You got and it exactly so, right. Yeah, did I get it right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And I only knew them. And so I was a bit nervous because there was like... 30 is a pretty large group. Well, it's yeah. not that large compared to some of the groups we met there. But how, um, how big was like the biggest group you saw? Oh, there was like a thousand from like Malta in like one group from Malta, and America had like forty thousand people come like 
from just their country and it, I think wow. Italy was the biggest group people that had there but there were some groups that had like thousands of people in one group so well I guess with the European world youth days and they say that they're the reasons why they're the most well sort of like populated yeah, is because they don't have to travel so they, they just, just have to catch a, train. Catch a yeah. bus yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's like what happened with a lot of the people that we met and everyone was so shocked how far we'd travelled but um, I like I didn't we didn't really think of it until people were like whoa you've come so far and we were like ah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And uh, what was your first impressions once you arrived? Uh, the first place we went to was Warsaw, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was just absolutely beautiful. Like we got to travel around the town and like one of the first places we went when we got back is we went for a bit of a walk and we saw um, we saw this just this random church and we thought it was the cathedral of Warsaw just because it was so big. And we were like, oh, we went to the cathedral and stuff. And then they were like, no, that's just a church. And we were like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was just so excited to be there. It, But it was really weird because it didn't feel like we were out of Australia kind of. I have this weird thing where – I don't really feel like I'm ever out of Adelaide because everywhere just kind of looks the same and it's kind of like just an extension of Adelaide and it just looked... Well, even Warsaw. Yeah, it was just... With all that eastern... I would imagine all that eastern architecture and... But there, but it was quite like modern sort of city type stuff. So, yeah. it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't really like... It, I didn't have a big culture shock like I expected to have, but it was just so beautiful and um, straight away I was just really glad to be there. So, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. And um, so World Youth Day was held in Poland as a tribute to St. John Paul II, mm-hmm. uh, the creator of World Youth Day, as that was where he was born. So did you learn anything new about him that you didn't already know? We visited where he grew up. I can't remember the name of it, but um, we visited there and we got to see where he went, where he lived, where he went to school and where he went to church. And it was literally within like 200 metres of each other, the wow. three places uh-huh. where he grew up. And so it was really interesting to see... Um, how influenced his life was by his faith because he, the church was literally next door to his house and it was it was pretty obvious that there's not really any other path that he would have taken you know because um because of that we visited um the divine mercy shrine and there's a shrine to saint john paul ii there as well did you find that um a lot of the celebrations there for World Youth Day were influenced in a way by John Paul II? Like, was there a lot of echoes of him kind of through a lot of those events? Yeah, there was. There was um, for one of the main World Youth Day events, like the official ones um, that the Pope was at, they did a play and there was um, a depiction of when Pope John Paul II um, visited the guy that tried to assassinate him in prison. Yeah. So there was like those oh. sorts of things. And before the main event, they would play videos of him at like other World Youth Days. And yeah, so there was, there, he was just everywhere. In every gift shop you went into, there was just pictures of him everywhere everything you could buy a bobble head you could buy like just all this stuff yeah it was really funny some of the things you could buy but yeah he was just everywhere he was on cakes everything cakes cakes Cakes. (laughs) yeah not even kidding interesting so were there one or two activities that you found most enjoyable or rewarding my two favorite things the first one was um we got to stay with families in this um in the diocese of sosnovich and so I stayed with his family and they were just so cool. Like they had two girls, a 16-year-old and a 10-year-old and the mum was like really hip and the dad was a baker. He owned the bakery and so he always had all this cool bread. Do you make John and Paul the second yeah, cake? No, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, and they just like did all this really great fun stuff with us. Like they took us to the mountains and we got to go up um, the, 
those ski things like the ch- chairlift yeah. Yeah. go up the mountain and it was so cool like literally they picked us up and they're like we're going to the mountain and I was like okay and um but they were really they were really lovely and they were just so nice and they took us to do all these fun activities and the second thing that was really good is um, we went to Chesterhover to visit the Black Madonna, which is a really famous sort of shrine and pilgrimage um, place in Poland. And it was really awesome because there was um, – so there's like a chapel where the um, Black Madonna is and on all the walls there's offerings to the Black Madonna for people who have been healed by her. So there was like a whole wall with crutches on them and there was walls with like just thousands and thousands of rosaries and just people that had given gifts – back because they'd been healed and so what happened is when we went in there was so this big church and it was packed because they were having mass and then the hall outside was packed and then outside was packed so it was just so weird to see that many people in one space and that it happened every day like there was that many people every day and it was just so amazing because like we got to go around and then later on we went on another day and we got led into the private space like right in front of the black madonna and it was just really cool so yeah wow uh, you're listening to RHD Radio We're here with Holly Roberts and Tom Basso talking about Holly's recent experience, very recent, just coming back from World Youth Day in Poland. Wasn't there like three million people at the final mass? Yeah, I think I think they estimated about four million, four million. and I think in the end there was maybe one point five to two million people because it was really hot the two days. Oh, okay. So I think some people didn't end up making it, but even like then. I don't think you can picture how many people were there. It was ginormous. Wow. And we're like all, all walking down the road and walking in. You were just like – Because that's a, a big part of end. it is the walk there, yeah, isn't the it? Yeah, the pilgrimage walk, part. Pilgrimage walk, yeah. Yeah, and so on the way there, like it was, it was kind of a bit ridiculous because like we actually had to walk so far. But um, we managed to catch a tram halfway there on the way there and then we walked about eight kilometres to the main site. <laughs> And then on the way back, they cut off all the public transport. That was good of them. So, yeah. yeah. So, it was really great because some people like, You got people like, are not having an authentic enough pilgrimage experience. Well, We're cutting the public transport. Well, the problem was some people um, got like really bad heat stroke and were like collapsing and stuff. And so- like the it was really hard to get ambulances in and and then like we oh, had to okay. leave them behind and go and continue on our <laughs> nice. pilgrimage. I think it's the <laughs> one day they need public transport. Yeah. yeah, well, like I was I was a bit of a grump by then because it had been like it was like thirty five degrees and we just slept like on the floor all night and I'd slept on a rock and then I was so grumpy and I was like. I don't want to walk the whole way. I'm going to catch a tram like the first one I see. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't see any trams. And I ended up walking like 25 kilometers to get back to where we were staying. And by the end, I felt really good because I was like, I literally just walked 25 kilometers. But it was, yeah, it was pretty good. I'm glad I ended up doing it. Yeah. So at the final mass, was there anything in particular that will stay with you? I think the final mass, it was just really beautiful because there was so many people there and I can't remember the specifics of Pope Francis' message. I remember like I can remember the specifics of every other message he said, but not the final mass one. But um the the gist of it was like don't you need to be active in your faith, you know, don't just sit still and wait for something to happen. So I think that was really important because I think a lot of the time we all sort of just sit around waiting for something to happen, waiting for a sign to tell us to go and do something and instead we need to be going out there and doing 
the stuff that we want to be told, you mm. know, like we need to go out there and do it ourselves. Don't sit there and wait for it to happen. So I think that was the most important message that I got out of it. And finally, what would you say to others who might be considering going to the next World Youth Day in a few years' time? I think that you should absolutely consider it, like go for it. It's it's a totally different experience to anything you would ever expect. It's not a holiday. It's not like a like sort of – there is fun and there is like sort of leisurely things, but it's, it's so different to anything you've ever done and it's incredible because you can go at any stage of your journey. Like you don't have to be full-on Catholic, you know, going to Mass every day, all that – all that kind of stuff but it's it's just such a great experience because you get to meet so many other people of different cultures and realize that you all have the one thing in common which is like your belief in god and um that sort of stuff and it's really reassuring and really um it's a really good time to bond with other people that you go with as well so especially if you go like with um the adelaide archdiocese like you get to meet all these people that you might have never met before that are in your own city that you can have great friendships with in the future through your faith so yeah and i think that relationships that develop especially i mean you're going to be coming back you're going to be spending time and seeing these people again these people that you have these relationships with but you have this shared experience yeah that is something that you know is really quite you know i mean a very significant experience in your life that you can share together and reminisce on together and reflect on together as well as what kind of impact it had on you too yeah and um i think it's a bit hard sometimes when you come back from something like this or acyf or something like that because it's hard to explain to people who weren't there and because you went with a group from your archdiocese and like there are other young people and they were there you know you don't have to sit there and explain to them what happened they just know because they were there too and so that's how the friendships work and stuff you just shared that experience a big part of what they say that these world youth day experiences are is a way of of forming people to bring these experiences back and to put it to work in their own um, lives and their own faith journey and with other people in their own parishes and archdiocese yeah i mean what do you think that's going to look like in terms of your own personal um sort of like a journey what you're going to put back in because of this experience how can i guess what i'm asking is how can that experience be applied back to your life here i think it just can be applied you know by the way i explained it at the retreat day we had a few retreat days afterwards and we we're talking about how we can like get more young people to um sort of come on the next one and it was like you know you've just got to show the immense joy that you have because of your faith and then other people will be will look at you and be like wow like i want what she's got and then they'll and then they'll want to go searching for it themselves you know like you can't um you can't sort of force people to do something it's better to be an example and um and they'll see how joyful and how excited you are about your faith and they'll be like i want that too and then they'll start their own journey yeah for real yeah Uh, Uh, We've got lots more coming up. We're going to be chatting with Sam Taylor from the Catholic Schools Music Festival. We're going to be talking about, let's call it a pizza emergency worthy of police intervention. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that and we'll take it there. They'll be coming up in the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, We're also going to be chatting a bit about Antioch as well because this is another big part of your life too, Holly. I am here with Sam Taylor. She is the coordinator of the Catholic Schools Music Festival for this year. How are you going, Sam? I'm going very well. Thank you, James. Now, we're getting very close now. This is September, that it's actually all happening end of September, September 26th to 29th, Adelaide Festival Centre. My goodness, what better place to put a show on? Uh, a prestigious venue in Adelaide. It's just truly beautiful. And having seen the Catholic Schools Music Festival before, it's a, it's a real spectacle as well. I mean, we're talking about um, hundreds of 
even thousands maybe of students involved over the course of the four days? Yes, about 2,000 students are involved through our Catholic primary schools um, and our uh, secondary schools with support acts. Now, we'll get on to what that means because Support Acts, I have a vision of what a Support Act actually is, but it's actually a little bit different to, to what it is. Um, but before we get into the, all that stuff, I want to find out about how you got into this because this is your first year, second year in doing this role? This is my second year doing the role, so I've had now a full 12-month cycle um, and I can see the big picture this year, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I come from um, a background of youth music organising youth music uh, education events, so large-scale events. What sort of events had you worked on prior to this? So prior to this role, I've worked with the Adelaide Youth Orchestras um, and I've always run state music camp in, well, when I say always, um, I've been involved for a very long time in Victoria and here running the state music camp. So obviously an absolutely huge event. If there was one particular thing that makes the Catholic Schools Music Festival different to other things that you've worked on previously, what would that be? The first word that comes to mind is professional. It is such an amazing event. It runs like clockwork. Um, the way it looks on stage, it's just pizzazz. It's wow. It's fantastic. <laughs> so the support acts that we were talking about beforehand, this is really the soloists. So this is really where, uh, in addition to the combined choir, which is when all the, the choirs from all the different schools get up there and do these really amazing big set pieces, the support acts is when the... Uh, individual soloists or bands get up and do their thing and this is really where we see what the really outstanding performers of the future really in a lot of ways have their first big public performance isn't it absolutely and the way they handle themselves on stage is just amazing you see these kids they come out there's lights they can't see the audience they know there's a massive audience out there um, and they just do their thing and they you can see that they feel the music um, and to do it at such a young age uh, you're thinking these high school children. Um, so we have a variety of acts, as you said, from soloists uh, right through to a, like a big band, a jazz choir. Like there's some really there's there's some good variety. There was a girl there um, who was doing like a solo harp and singing thing and she's gone on to like amazing things. She went and um, performed at the Rugby World Cup because she was Welsh uh, um, from a Welsh background and she had to sing the national anthem of Wales in front of this massive televised audience with one of those big sweeping cameras, whatever they're called, the things that look like they're about to swoop down and hit people on the head during the games and things like that. So we really are seeing, you know, potential people who are going to be like out there on the world stage in just a year or two. Time. I think a lot of these children do tend to go on with their music um, and this is the f a forum that they can come alive yeah. and learn about being on stage and just doing, doing your thing. Now, I've got to say that um, you do look incredibly calm for someone who is so close to a big event. Okay, all right. So looks can be deceiving then is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yes, looks can't know. <laughs> um, I, I guess that apparently that's my demeanour and I... Have been. It's been likened to the fact that there's the paddling under the water right, is going yes. on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so people who do want to actually come along, it is open to everyone in the general public to come and see if they so wish to. Um, where can people get their tickets from? 
Uh, bookings at Bass and tickets are on sale from September 5. Fantastic. So we'll put a link to that on our Facebook page. Just go look for ArchD Radio and all the details are there. Sam, good luck. I hope it all goes well. And do give our best to Denise as well, who is the creative director of the festival and always puts on an amazing show every year too. Thank you so much, James. Guys, we were just having a bit of a chat off air about cheese. Mm-hmm. We, were. we tackle the big issues here. <laughs> we certainly we do. We do not shy away. Cheese is a big issue in my life. A cheese is a big issue in it your life? How, how can cheese be a big issue in your life? Well, I don't like it. <laughs> you and how like does that make it an issue? Because it comes with almost everything. You'd be really surprised. You probably don't notice because you like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big issue when I went to Poland. I had to Why? learn how to say it in Polish because they love cheese it? there. I don't know. I can't remember. It was like, yeah, I can't remember the how to say cheese. What is your Polish like now? What have you got? Um, I can can say, I try some on you? Go ahead. See how well I go? Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, very good. That means good and you? Uh, yes, and mine, or was, I could say, mine was basically hello, how are you? Yeah, but yeah. in Poland, they don't say they say cześć, which is like hi. It's more informal. Yeah. Chest. A friend of mine who was from <laughs> Poland said the best way to do an Im- impersonation of someone from Poland, if you don't know how to speak it, is just to say they're going because that's what they believe all their words really sound like anyway. And he was a Polish person and he said it, so I can't get in trouble for saying that. No, no. So cheese. So cheese comes with a lot of things in Poland. Yes. Cheese is kind of like a national, not a condiment, but a national accompaniment. Yeah, they do like cheese. Everyone was quite shocked when they when they found out that I didn't like cheese. Like my family were like, now who's the one that doesn't like cheese? What, and at like, all. Yeah. Tom, this is a very different no, experience to you. I want to go to Poland. This cheese. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I love cheese. How can anyone not like cheese? Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. So, what's if you had to pick one favourite cheese? What would that cheese be? Mozzarella, maybe. I don't know. Anything. Anything. Okay, mozzarella. Okay, so that being said, I would imply that you like your softer cheeses. Oh, yeah. Do you like your pungent cheeses? Anything. Anything. Do you Chuck like your all. involuntary throat? <laughs> like, I love really intense gorgonzola because right. I love it when um, your body basically says to you, no, 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 <laughs> you are not putting this in my throat. I'm not going to do it. So it involuntarily closes over. Really intense gorgonzola will do that. Really hot mustard does it too, which is very, very exciting when it happens. <laughs> You're just there with tears streaming out your oh eyes going, dear. this is fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome. But anyway, so mozzarella. Mozzarella, of course, very, very uh, key cheese when it comes to making pizza. Yes, absolutely. And apparently too, mozzarella, it can't just be mozzarella. You've got to blend your yes. cheese. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I used to work Are you seriously in- going to weigh in on this one, Holly? Yeah, because Are I... You? Yeah, do you want to know why? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I used to work in a mobile pizza catering place. So you were surrounded by cheese all the time. Yeah. Having to have it in your but hands. you didn't ever mix it. Each pizza had either one of the types of cheeses or the other. Really? So yeah. I, okay. Because I've been told recently that you need to blend uh, like cheddar cheese or tasty cheese but with your mozzarella. Like gourmet people? I don't know, man. I just think that You're it doesn't melt fancy. properly. <laughs> Because you can't just do it with cheddar because then it goes all that bubbly and it's... Well... So when people make homemade pizzas for you on pita bread and go, here, have a homemade pizza, and you go, oh, thank you, that looks uh, delicious. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. my (laughs) mum. 
But if you're not eating the cheese, then what does it matter? I don't know. She likes it, so she's fine. Is this she's part of the reason time. why you don't eat cheese? Is because you've been well, actually, potentially- mum is, is one of the reasons why I don't <gasps> eat cheese. Why? Well, okay, I'll quickly tell you the story. Please. Sorry if you're squeamish. When I was little, oh no, oh, no. no, it's not Do I need that to bad. Get, touch the editing button. No, on the side? no it's okay. fine. When All I was right. little, mum gave me like a cheese stringer. And like usually yeah, she only yeah, gave yeah. it to me in bits because I was really little. But once she just gave me the whole thing and I choked on it. And then so she made me spew it up. And then ever since then, she's like <laughs> no, makes uh-huh. me spew. <laughs> 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 okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's a fact you find It's a that psychological thing. <laughs> it's psychological. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Well, look. An issue that uh, you would never, ever have, Holly, uh, is that in Canada, in Newfoundland, on the far eastern what side... What did you say? Newfoundland? Newfoundland or Newfoundland as people Newfoundland. who are... Newfoundland. Newfoundland. <laughs> or uh, people, they call them in Canada, they call them Newfies. People oh. from Newfoundland. Newfies. Newfoundland. Uh, she called the police because uh, of a pizza that she got. Uh, it says, another lacklustre pizza delivery, another attempt to report it to the police. This time, a Canadian took up a Royal Newfoundland Constabulary Dispatcher's time on Friday to report this very life-threatening pizza-topping emergency. This what is not is- me saying this. This is the news. The individual had an issue with the company she brought the pizza from and there wasn't enough cheese, had approached the company and didn't like the response they were given. So oh. she got on the phone to the cops. No. Yes. Interesting. What do you think, Tom? Would this well, be worthy of, of a police call? Do you really think that if they didn't give you enough cheese, they weren't well, going to put more cheese on and they give you a hard time? You'd, you'd be angry because you, if you wanted if you wanted cheese, you, you, you should be entitled to some cheese. But I'm not sure who would take it up with the police myself. Wouldn't and then what are the police going to do? Wouldn't you just ring the pizza yeah. company back up? <laughs> Well, this is apparently what they did. They rang the police, co- the the pizza company back oh. up, and weren't happy with with where what went down. Oh well. The cop, were, I gave a press conference after this. After this, I'm assuming. Oh my gosh, this must have pizza, been huge. Oh, if once he the gave pizza a company and the pizza were both conference. taken away for further questioning. <laughs> I don't know how it would work. I'm not sure if by calling us they assumed there'd be some sort of action we could take or what the situation was. But of course, we advise the individual. The other one, the individual. The individual. The, 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 the alleged, crazy. The alleged, the alleged pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but of course we advised the individual that they just needed to speak with the manager of the company and perhaps not the police. Yeah, probably. So but apparently they're I'm getting this sort of stuff all the time. Food all the related time. food related night what what call it. They refer to them as bozos. Bozos <laughs> calling in underwhelming emergency. When people have a problem um and they're completely stumped as who to call, they just call the police. That's really odd. Oh, that, that's interesting. And while that was all happening, you were singing the There's an Antioch song. There is an Antioch song. How does it go? Let's hear it. It goes, oh, but it's like a whole song. I'll just sing you the chorus. It goes, A N T A N T I O A N T I O C H. <laughs> I really feel sorry for the for the listeners sorry. who couldn't see all the hand gestures yeah, that went along with got, it. It's got like it's like the YMCA except A N T I O C H. Is that the tune that it's supposed to be? No. Okay. No. Okay. There's I was going to say, it said, it, it said like anything like it. No. We could sing the chorus twice. A-N-T-I. 
O Z H. That's not even how it goes, James. I'm ashamed of you. I was just doing a monologue. I was I was a monotone. Antioch, this is a big part of your life. Can you explain to people who may not know what Antioch is what Antioch is? Okay, so Antioch is a Catholic youth group. It is run by the youth for the youth. So we don't have like any really like adult people running it. We have supports from the from our parish that come in and help us, but it's mainly it's all run by two um two people that we elect as our leaders. And so what we do is every Sunday night we get together and someone does a talk and we do some prayer and we sing some songs and it's really fun and then afterwards like we go to Subway and just hang out and on um another like aspect of it is like you usually go to one mass a week together so on thursday mornings at seven o'clock we all go down to um the brighton parish and um go to mass together and then we have breakfast together so it's really cool it's like a really cool place to be and a really cool group to be a part of and when i joined i just got like an instant 30 friends so it was really great and they've become some of my best friends so cool well we'll put the link up on our facebook check it out on the um the koya website we've actually got a list of all the different contacts for the different areas so they've got uh, uh groups that run through the parishes of henley beach aberfall park brighton which is the one that you're involved with holly mm-hmm. tea tree gully and onkaparinga which is onkaparinga and aberfoyle are um connected at the moment are they yeah. okay. okay but um if you if you try and ring those and they don't answer just ring the parishes that they're at and they'll guide you in the right direction that's what a lot of people had done with us so yeah fantastic it's been fantastic having you on guys thanks so much for coming in thanks oh, for having thank us you. Uh, before we finish up now tom at the moment a uh, big event happening at ross trevor this week yes can you tell us a week. bit about it well it's uh blue week which is a charity event by beyond blue mm-hmm. where we learn great about, organization yes yep. fantastic organization and where we're learning a bit about depression and anxiety amongst men mm-hmm. and so we're doing a lot of activities on a casual day we've had a barbecue we learning about all different activities that we can help prevent uh, depression and anxiety. Mm. So like meditation, healthy eating, physical activity. So yeah, it's been, it's been a great initiative and uh, yeah, it's really enjoying it. It's great yeah. stuff that you're doing. And Ross Trevor, I've always been on the front foot with that. I've always been so impressed with these kind of campaigns. And also Ross Trevor was the one that was the first groups that started the Not In My Name campaign. Yes. Yeah. Um, for refugees, something that people know. They yeah. were one of the first people that started it all off and it went huge viral video. Yeah. All the school got into it. All the school staff got behind it. It was really, really incredible. Oh, wow. So, yeah. wow. so hats off to Ross Trevor. Great, great school. Great activists for social justice and mental health and well-being in our community. So you have been listening to RHD Radio. This is a production of the Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults. If you are listening to us on the podcast or haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, we're there. iTunes, SoundCloud. And do go onto iTunes and rate us and leave a comment. It does help people find the show. Uh, we are here every Wednesday night. From 9 and every Saturday night from 10 on Life FM. We'll see you in a few days. Have a great week. See ya. Bye. Bye.